Welcome to Take Him With You, episode 237 for August 25th, 2013. all the way in from Africa. Really? Yeah. So I don't see them. They must be really small. You must have them hidden in the closet. They're a tiny African band. <laughs> do you know what they're saying? Well, of course I do. Oh, and I noticed it says South African singers. So what? Well, Catherine wasn't in South <coughs> Africa. She's in West Africa, which we will be interviewing Catherine later on in the show. So you guys have that to look forward to. For her trip to Senegal. Africa. Yes, she just got back this week, and she can talk to you all about it in a little bit. Sure. Should be fun. Had a lot of exciting things go on this week. That's for sure. So are we going to play a promo or something and then get into what's going on at our house? We could do something. I'm going to let the little African guys out to play some more music for us. All right. I know what they're saying. Okay, what are they saying? Hem. Hem? Mm -hmm. Like the battle hem of the Republic? No, that's him. You get your E's messed up. You like say beg and bag. Instead of bag, you say beg. Okay. So... No, and I it's say not. Pillow instead of Hem pillow. is like what you do to your pants. Okay. When they're too long. And they're saying hem. Yeah. Hem. See, I don't think hem and hem sound any different. No, it's a it's a proven fact that hem in the African language is hem in the English language as well. Okay. I don't know. So what they're I'm talking, talking about. about sewing pants. Sewing, not selling. Sew, sewing hemming. Pants. What? No. When you hem pants, you make them shorter. Yeah. So they're talking about shortening things. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you know what you're talking about. I don't, but it sounded fun. <laughs> yeah. Don't so. don't rely on me for African <laughs> language. So Rick. So I don't sew either. What's been going on at the Moyer household? Unfortunately. This week? I still have a bad throat, so I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow. Yes, and probably about three or four weeks later than you should have. Well, you know, usually you expect your voice to come back. and Even though it's come back a bunch, it's not all the way there. But uh, thank the Lord for people like Al Kessel who stepped in and uh, did some of the work for me. Mm -hmm. Jen did a little bit too. Yeah. And uh, Jen Rhodes. And I had a few more people offer to help. So mm-hmm. that was really nice of everyone. Yeah. So what did I do this week? I f- finished uh, three big video projects mm-hmm. and a website project. 
And uh, the interesting thing was when my voice wasn't working right, not only was I able to get people to help, but I also uh, had a lot of jobs that didn't depend on my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a couple video projects and um, some websites, things you were doing. and I've Four video projects. Four video projects, yeah. So you've been busy. And I even got to film one of them. And um, I was working <coughs> up in Tues- in Olympia Tuesday, and I got a call from Catherine that she was in Tacoma and wanted to know if, if I wanted to meet her somewhere and I could drive her home from work from Olympia. So oh, that was nice. So that was nice. I got to so see. So you drove her home from work? Well, I drove her. We met after work. Met from where? She had been in Africa, in Senegal. Yeah, she was on a mission trip. Yeah, and she had flown in late on Sunday night. And man, her arms were massive. Okay, you need to stop that joke. You say that joke every time, and it wasn't funny the first 10,000 times. So Thanks. she, She went, she got in late. Sunday night, so they stayed Sunday night. No, that's wrong. Ugh. She got home late. Does anybody care? Monday night. I don't think anybody cares. Okay, then let's go back and start this. Over. No, you're you're okay. Okay. Anyway, so, so you brought home her home. Monday that's you could have just br- said. I got her home, and yeah. when she got home, she got to see the surprise, and we actually videotaped her. <laughs> you had a camera in her bedroom. And uh, we sat and talked for a while, and then you finally said something. I don't know exactly what you said. You said, oh, you know, you know how I am with like remodeling projects, how I'll start something and then things go wrong. And it's so funny because we were just walking towards the kitchen, and you were saying this, and she looked down the hallway, and I don't know why, but she just started running down the hallway towards her, her brother's old room. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, because the hallway was cleaned out. Yeah, because I cleaned out the hallway and took all the. It's we have our laundry room in the hallway, oh, so <laughs> you have to walk past the laundry closet to get there. So I cleaned that all out, and she ran into her room, her new room. And, and man, it was awful because she ran right into it. Into the room. And you had set up, Rick had set up a, a camera in there. And it had been going for like 20 minutes because we were sitting in the dining room talking. Um, then she saw it and she totally flipped out. She's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I love it. This is awesome, oh my gosh. And she's, she's just gone crazy. Is that what you said, Catherine? Wow. Something that like that. hurt my ears. She was. She was going crazy, and she liked her new room. So we painted it, painted the old dressers. We yeah. had put new bedding on a bed in there, and <sighs> so she had a a little remake. And then her she's cat. done done some things to her own to kind of make it more hippie fied. Put her beads on her um, windows and. Some other little pillows on her bed, and put her African knickknacks that she got from Africa up um, on her desk. Catherine, come here. Why don't we pause this since you're 
No, you're fine. You're just telling everybody stuff that you want to. Yeah. So, I think Catherine really liked her room. But I'm not sure if she's coming like you asked her to. Okay, Catherine, did you did you really like your bed your bedroom surprise after your trip? Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, of course. What was your favorite part about your new bedroom? Probably the bed. I don't know. I, I liked it all. It was funky. What did you like about the bed? Teenage girls. She just walked off. So um, we got her this bright paisley bedspread, and she really liked it. It had flowers and paisley and chartreuse green and purple and deep orange and fun colors, kind of hippie colors that Catherine likes. So she really liked that. Now, will you start talking? Because I feel very awkward. Well, it's kind of difficult to talk, so I'm letting you talk. Oh. We really need to get your voice better because <laughs> because I think the home uh, we're and gonna, we're gonna um, lose all of our listenership. Cause yeah, I talk about my my things that I like is gardening and decorating, and you know we might lose some of your sci-fi buddies. <laughs> oh well, uh, I'm guest hosting uh, Trex and Sci-Fi this week. Oh, cool. My buddy Chris and I are going to talk about the episode of Next Generation called Booby Trap. Hmm. Do you know which one that is? No. <coughs> um, I'll, actually give you, I'll give you some hints. Hmm. Ready? Okay. Trillarian Battlecruiser. Hmm. Asteroids. Okay. Repulsor Beams. Holodeck, Jordy, Leah Brahms. Okay, well, there's several episodes with Leah Brahms. No, there isn't. There's only two. There's one where they have this alien that they have to sour the milk. That is the second episode with her. Uh, but then there's like three or four. No, there isn't. There's one other one. Huh. There's one where she's actually there in person. and That's the second one. That's what you just talked about. No, because yes, the is. first time... No. Okay, we're going to get in a Star Trek argument no. here. I know my Star the Trek. The first time she's on the holodeck and she's not really there. And that's the booby trap episode. That's the booby trap one? Yes. Where they had to sour the milk no, for the creature? No, that is not. That's the second time she oh, actually Oh, so the second time she was really there and yes. they had to sour the milk for the alien Correct. baby that was stuck to the Know your Star Trek, lady. <sighs> Well, you know, I know way too much about Star Trek. Well, you didn't pass that one. Well, I wasn't trying really hard, to be honest with you, because I am so <coughs> bored of Star Trek. <coughs> and thus, it's a new movie. Now, everyone on the sci-fi forums and stuff put down the, the latest Star Trek movie that J.J. Abrams did. And you know what? I thought it was fantastic. We put everyone. No, we didn't. The Into Darkness. A lot of people put it down because they no, said they it didn't. had just a couple of people that there's no imagination that he stole stuff from the original one and and anyway. By I, the way, you can watch it on uh, iTunes right now. Really? I'm going to try to rent it and much? watch it. I don't know. 
probably going to come out on the red box for like a dollar fifty. It's going to be on Blu-ray for like fifteen bucks coming up. And red box for like a. But that's a whole month away, so. Yeah, I know what you want for your birthday. That's one of the things. So Star um, Trek Into Darkness on Blu-ray. But do you want to ask me what my favorite thing about Star Trek Into Darkness is? Ask me, Amy. What's your favorite thing about Star Trek Into Darkness? Green lingerie. No, not at all. Um, hmm. Klingons. Nope. Are you giving up yet? Um, Boyfriend-girlfriend fight between Spock and Uhura. That was good, but that's not my favorite thing. Hmm. Can I tell you my favorite thing now? I hope it's not Kirk in his underwear. No. My favorite thing about Star Trek Into Darkness is that I've only watched it one time. <laughs> so every new Star Trek movie that comes out, I am very excited about because it's new and you haven't watched it like 20 times yet. Hmm. And the other day you were watching a Star Trek movie, the one that I don't care for, that I almost fell asleep in. Nemesis. Nemesis. Because I, I didn't like their the clone of Picard they had on there. You got them all on there easy? So I didn't like that one. But you were watching it the other day and actually saw a part of it that I hadn't seen before because I'd always fallen asleep in when I tried to watch the movie. Even in the movie theater, I fell asleep during that movie and every time we've tried to watch it at home I've fallen asleep it just wasn't the most exciting movie for me I don't know why I didn't really it was kind of dark and boring I thought but now people are going to be mad at me because I thought that but I think the nah. new J.J. Abram ones I like them they, <coughs> they kept my attention through out of all the thing. movies the nemesis one is my least favorite yeah, but the new J.J. Abrams ones they just keep moving and they keep my attention and and even my daughter likes they them. They were a moving and a grooving. Of course, my daughter likes Splish them. Splash. Because of Chris Pine as Captain Kirk. She likes that. So, yeah. So, let's... Well, I have another thing that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, I watched a really great documentary. Mm, Actually, yeah. it was a rockumentary. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and now I want <coughs> that also for my... And that is... Don't Stop Believing, right? Journey. By Journey. Every Man's Story. A every Man's Story. All about how they found their new lead singer on uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. He was a little um, little Filipino young man. Small, <laughs> small man. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you? with a big voice. I mean, he just, he doesn't look like someone that would have such a big, grand voice when he's such a small person. Okay. But he does. Great. Yeah, he has a great voice. Catherine? Oh, she's bringing a chair in. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay, Catherine? Anyway, I highly recommend the rockumentary because it was really good. Yeah. And I think everybody would enjoy it. You did say there was some adult language. So yeah, the drummer uses the F-bomb a few times. But other than that, there isn't a lot of cussing in it. 
What I was surprised by, you were watching um, a Journey concert the other night, mm -hmm. and the drummer, he has a really great Good voice, voice yeah. too. Yeah, hey, are you going to tell everyone where you're going to take me for a date on Wednesday? We're going to see Foreigner, everybody. Yeah. Because I've excited. been waiting for a girl like you. Take it, Amy. Those don't work? Oh, sorry. You're just going to have to listen. Well, very, yeah, we're going to go on Wednesday. They're actually coming to Aberdeen. Yeah, which is kind of, this is the biggest group we've ever had, even though they're kind of old grandpa. Sticks was pretty big, dear. Sticks was pretty big, too, but I think Foreigner had more number one yes. hits than yeah. Sticks, even. Sticks had a lot. The Foreigner had over 30 number one hits. That's pretty big. Yeah. Of course, Catherine had never even heard of that. If they'd only bring <laughs> Willie Nelson, I'd be thrilled. Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure, but you would like that. My heroes have always been cowboys, yeah. and they still are today. <laughs> okay. Right now, though, I sound working on the night train. Yeah, that's what I sound like. Bob Seger. Hmm. Okay. Or I was thinking maybe like the guy that sang in um, Toy Story. You got a friend in me. Yeah, kind of like that. Catherine's showing me a collage that she made up of her car, her car pictures from her VW Bug. Yeah. Well, we'll be back in a moment since we're just rambling now. And uh, we'll be back to interview our daughter on her trip to Senegal, Africa and what she experienced there. Stick around. Well, all the way back from, well, a lot of miles away, all the way around the world there somehow, is my daughter is back from Africa. You went to Senegal. Hello. How's it going? Good. And... Since you're the first person in our immediate family to go out of the continent, out of the country, I've been to Canada and Mexico, but I've never been off the continent. What mm -hmm. was what was it like to? Uh, were you scared? I would, I wouldn't say scared. It was different though. Um, it was weird to be in a whole different culture, but I wouldn't say scared now. So you weren't a little bit nervous before you went? I was nervous, but not scared. Now, I've been on a plane for a long period of time. The most was probably from Seattle to New York. And that was uh -huh. about five hours worth of plane ride. But you were on a lot longer flight. Uh -huh. Well, we had that flight first, um, the five-hour flight. And then we also was more like six hours because our flight there was some weather problems so they actually had to go all the way around new york into the ocean and then go back to new york because <coughs> of some um weather issues yeah right over new york so that took about an extra hour but then after that we had we it was crazy it was insane our flight after that to go to senegal was directly after that flight because of that extra hour right it was delayed though wasn't uh -huh. it well it got delayed like a few minutes because of that 
But we were really freaking out that we wouldn't have time to get to our next gate and everything. Right. And it ended up being the same exact gate that we got out oh, of. Oh, that works out. Yeah, it was really awesome. Like, God thing, I thought. Yeah, so now um, you traveled with um, our friend and pastor, Carista. Carista Lewis. Mm-hmm. And how was that? It was really cool. She she said that I was a good travel buddy, whatever that means. I was like, there's a there's bad travel buddies and she's like oh yes (laughs) she has done many mission trips before um on planes going on planes and everything and she said there's um there's people that aren't good at traveling (laughs) i would imagine that's true so but it went pretty well it was long flights when you're about a couple hours away from the yeah it's it you start getting really anxious and stuff like you want to walk around but sure it Did you get any sleep on the plane at all? Um, I wasn't well on the way back. I couldn't. I wasn't supposed to sleep. I still ended up sleeping because I got a cold while I was over there. Right. But um, on the way there, it was a little bit difficult because of the time change and everything. Yeah. What was um, the time change for you? You had to go from the West Coast time. Uh, it was seven hours um, different ahead. ahead of West Coast of okay. America. So. so- it was um it was definitely it wasn't as bad there because we got there in the morning so we just made ourselves stay up till time to go to bed yeah well we we still went to bed pretty early that night but it wasn't too bad we I still slept till like ten the next morning even though we went to bed at eight thirty sure well, you you were tired <laughs> because from I was traveling. very tired from traveling I only sure. got about three hours of sleep on the plane wow okay um, so what was the whole reason behind why did you feel like you needed to go to Africa and and uh, what was the purpose behind the trip? Well, honest, honestly, I haven't ever had that um, direct calling of what I wanted to do my whole life. Um, and I had been talking to Krista at one point, and she was like, what do you want to do in the future? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> um, so she... And she knew that I was, I've always been interested in, you know, at least trying missions. So she was like, okay, so let's go on a missions trip. And she had that, uh, she has a friend in Senegal named Amy Farley, which she is, she's awesome. Um, she's a full-time missionary there. And she was like, well, and, let's go just live the life of a missionary. And for she's a, a young single lady, right? Mm-hmm. And, and she's making a difference over there. Yes, she is. Okay. So, so then... You thought, I'm going to try to do this. But then uh-huh. you found out how much money it cost. That didn't phase me at all, actually. <laughs> how much How much money did uh, it cost? Your well, well yeah. It, it was, I mean, I just knew that God will make it possible if he wanted me to go. So um, it was quite an expensive, expensive missions trip. But... I just like I just gave it to God to let him figure it out for me and so we just did a lots of hard work um and fundraising and honestly it's because of you guys who helped us that we got we got there and very thankful that <coughs> How much money happened. did you have to raise to go? Well, let me think. Um it was 35 a per 3500 a person. Mm. And then plus um we also raised an extra about we ended up raising an extra seven hundred for Amy's um, projects that she's working on there. Very cool. Um, so <laughs> it it was a lot of money. So that's close to eight thousand. Yeah, almost eight thousand dollars. And um, and did you have to? Um, well, 
what, what do you want to say to the folks out there? Because there's quite a few people that listen to our podcast mm-hmm. that gave a little bit towards your trip. What do you what do you want to say to them? Well, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you for, who helped with either praying or putting money towards the trip. It was so cool to be able to do this. And I am just, I can't express how thankful I am. That's cool. And you're going to put together some type of a, some pictures and stuff, right? Uh-huh. I just gave you the, the thing that we can um, use your awesome thumb drive <laughs> slideshow program with. Sure. So... Yeah, excited to do that That'll to show you guys fun. all the different experiences. Okay, so you land in Africa and you get off the plane, and now you have to do something that most people never have to do. You have to go through customs. Uh-huh. What was that like? Well, that was actually okay. This was another thing that was so cool. The um, area director of West Africa's wife was actually on the plane with us. Um, and our Amy for, for the Assembly of God Mission Organization. Yeah, yeah, the missionary, yeah, area yeah. director, and um, Amy had messaged Krista while we were at the New York um, Air, International Airport. Okay. Sorry, right. um, JFK, JFK, okay. and um, she told us to look for this person. So we looked for um, a lady named Becky and. Uh, I Amy, think, I think Chris, yeah, she looked her up on Facebook, yeah, something. to find a picture of her, and we, um, so we got to talk to her, and she was able to help us through customs, uh, thankfully, and get all visas all figured out, really? and it made it a lot less yeah, scary, guess, that's I for sure. I guess you did not hear um, that, tr- that story, I heard that on the oh, way back from Olympia. Sorry, Dad, I forgot to tell you that, what? but anyway, <laughs> um, so Becky was able to help us through all that, and it was just another God thing, we are like, oh, this is awesome, um, because Krista hadn't, we haven't had to really, the visas is a new thing in that country, at least. Um, we didn't have to used to have to happen. <coughs> so that was a really cool, cool thing. But Plus, <coughs> the way it worked in Senegal, right, was that you got off on the tarmac. And then you mm-hmm. had to find your way to get your luggage and go through customs. Well, we had that. to, we, well, actually, we didn't go through any customs. Visa is what Visa, we had to go through. Yeah. Um, and what we did, yeah, we got off the plane, and we had to take a little bus thing over to the airport, and then, um, then we went through visa stuff, and then we had to find our luggage. Um, and that wasn't, it wasn't too bad, actually. It was a pretty small area where we had to do that stuff, so it wasn't, But like it was to... all in French and the native language. Oh, yeah. What's the native language? Well, I don't know about Dakar, but um, where we stayed, it was Wolof, I believe. Um, the Wolof? I don't, I don't know exactly how to say it. But that, that was the tribal dialect where you were where we in stayed Sa- in San Luis. In San Luis, but I don't know about Dakar. They spoke French, I believe. So, so you get to <coughs> Amy Farley's place, and you're staying with her, right? Uh huh. It was about a four hour drive from the airport. To and her so, house. when you were driving, what's the countryside look like? I'll right now. It's it was pretty. It was pretty green, actually, and lots of baobab trees. What's that? I don't know if you know what a baobab tree is, but do you know the um, Tree of Life from Lion King? Yes. Um, well, it's in Lorando, Florida, where they have Disney World. Yeah. 
um, that is in the center of D- Disney World, where it's the Tree of Life. They have a baobab tree there, ah. and it's this beautiful tree that the um, branches look like roots when there's no leaves on it, cool. and um, the trunk is hollow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very, very cool looking, and um, Krista, who, my pastor, she um, she loved the baobab tree. <laughs> She got. She took pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah, and she got quite a few souvenirs that had the baobab tree on it, and That's I funny. actually have a little um, keychain that I have a baobab tree on that. That's cool. I got yeah. So that was everywhere, and were there animals um, in places? Okay, they we were in West Africa, so there weren't as many of the like giraffes or um, oh. elephants or anything like that, or even hippo. Yeah, they don't have any of those in West Africa. That's more South Africa, but goats is the animal of choice yeah it's well i guess it's in all of africa amy was telling me that goat should be like the national animal <laughs> of um of just all of so africa. you got your you got to see a lot of goats yes goats were everywhere and amy thought it was so funny because me and krista are the people i guess the first people that have been obsessed with goats since She's ever had anyone stay with her. Really? Yeah. Most people are like, oh, goats. And we're like, goats! Every time we saw them. <laughs> so did you find any ghosts that were friendly? Oh, no. But it was mostly like when we were driving that we saw them and stuff. And we did we go on some walks and stuff. And goats were everywhere. They were very loud, too, sometimes. <coughs> but we didn't actually like, go. Were there dogs and cats and stuff? We didn't know. Um, there are some dogs and cats, but they're not pets. Um, they're strays there. You just don't have pets when you're... Unless you, know, you have a goat. Well, unless, like, some of the missionaries have pets. But just the people that live live there just don't have pets. Is Do um, you think it's an economic reason that it I, costs too much to have pets? It's more of a culture thing, too, I think. Um, well, one... Amy had... I don't know who, who had said this, but they're like, they, they just don't have that love for pets like we do. Like, you know, how... We could be good with just a pet instead of a, a spouse sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, Dad loves your pet. You know, so. Well, are you saying Stripey is more important than my I'm wife? I'm kidding. I was, that was a joke, uh, actually. And Jade. I was a joke. That's some people, people are like, oh, it's a cat lady. No, no. But, um, but we are a lot more attached to our animals, which I thought was kind of silly. I think it's more of a culture thing. It might be more, it might be that they don't have enough money to take care of themselves, let alone a pet, mm-hmm. um, sometimes. So, I mean, it depends. But well, what other things were different culturally there than, than here in the U.S.? Oh, so many, <coughs> so many. They have fast things. food places all over? No, no, actually they don't. But, um, what kind of food do they eat? Honestly, I only had like one Senegalese meal, but, um, lots of rice, I believe. And, um, and you got sick after the one Senegalese meal. Because okay. That wasn't because of the meal itself. It wasn't because of the um, food. It's because the people who, the people I, I ate with, um, had a cold. <laughs> Because the, the meal that I that we had was a big, you put it all in this round dish, and um, you all eat from the same dish. Huh. And it wasn't, we didn't even, like, have our forks or spoons touch where each other touched or anything. We even, like, you know, there's, like, little 
how dividers. do you explain it? Like, not dividers even, but we just didn't eat into right. each other's food. Right. So I don't know if it was from that or it was just from being around them kind of thing, but yeah. it could, I don't know. But I did get a cold from them. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so the first day, I mean, you got you got to sleep a little bit. And then tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you got to do while you were there. Well, one of the main things we did was we helped at um, the children's center sort of thing. It, um, it's called, called Club Lergy. Okay. And um, that means the light, I believe. Club the light. Um, and is it in French or Wolof? I don't know. One of them. <laughs> um, and we got to, there was two hours with kids, and it was in um, two one-hour sections where the first hour, little kids would come in, and then the second hour, um, the older kids would come in. And was but, it like a class or a, no, or a daycare or a... I don't know how you'd explain it. It's kind of like... VBS, you know what a VBS is like a vacation Bible school kind of thing right, where they right. or a good news club. Uh-huh. Where kids come in and we do like crafts and stuff and play with toys and um we have Bible stories. And too. have Bible stories, um that kind of thing and so many kids come like um they've only been doing it for I think 6 months now or is it in January? Yeah, around there. Um They've, so they've only been doing it for a while, but it is packed, and she's even had to um, tell kids that they can't register anymore because oh, no. they do pay a little bit, like pay one dollar in our money, right? Um, so that because she knew that, um, so it makes it more important to the kids, right? Because um, if you just offered it for free, mm-hmm. then they wouldn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah, like they're just getting everything for free because sometimes they they do give them like soap, and like we gave them that soap that we had brought. And things like that, like just not to make it, free. and they even get T-shirts. So I mean, they're getting way more than a dollar's worth of stuff. Right. But and it's for three months. Um, wow, each, three months. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's four days a week. Wow. <laughs> so it's a dollar for three months. Yeah. So it's awesome. just it gives them it gives them reason why it's not just something that I I saw it gives on, it worth. I saw on Facebook that she registered two more kids, even though they didn't have room for them because she just couldn't turn them away. Uh-huh. It's so. just, there's just not enough people, enough room to really have it all the way full, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so. So uh, what types of things do you do with the kids there? Well, we did a, huh? What did you do with the kids? Well, we played with them and did okay. crafts uh-huh. and um, it was only about an hour and, oh, one, one day I was with these two girls, it was from the older class and there's only two girls, so they ended up snatching me up and wanted me to play with them and they had me do so much stuff. We, there's a little <laughs> outside, um, area and it was really hot that day. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like having me do jump rope and, um, throwing the ball and all these other kind of stuff. And I was just like sweating so hard, but it was so much fun, you know, it's, and those kind of games, you don't have to speak their language to have fun with them, you know, and it was really cool to be able to interact with them and not feel like there's any, any barrier because of language. And that was really cool. Right. Um, because at the first day, like, I seriously hated the fact that I couldn't speak to the kids because I love talking to the people. You know, I love interacting with them, and especially kids, because I just love their minds. But it was really hard for me the first day. And then I just, like, you know, started trying to, you know, just find ways to interact with them without having, you know, having that barrier. 
and that oh, was and, cool. And you understood some of the French when they spoke French. You understood a little bit. Not really. You've taken French, but okay, a few words I, here and there. I took a little bit of French, and it was online, <laughs> and it just I really think when didn't you t- teach when me you anything. Take a, I can read it better than I can. When you take understand. a foreign language class here. You don't really learn that much, not really, no, until you live in it. Not unless you're in it. Like I started to learn a little bit more. Like I said, I said, "Mercy, so much." <laughs> that was like that was my Mercy. default thing to say. It was just and, thank and you. How did how did you say hello and goodbye? Um, when you were there. Bonjour, bonjour. Uh huh. And I bonjour. Really said goodbye. <laughs> bonjour. I just waved. <laughs> Well. But thankfully, we had we had someone with us. Amy. She's Where's fluent in French, and most people do know French, even though their native um, language is Wolof. Um, the, most people do know know French once they've been in school and stuff, and are are just older. A lot of time they know. It's the little kids that was harder to communicate for Amy and stuff. But she's learning Wolof, and um, there's one person that helps at the the um, center that also knows well also. and you got a lot of cool pictures of little kids oh yes they they're, they're so fun. cute you just you just wanted to hug every one of them <laughs> take them home with you so you also got to go on a little excursion out to where they're building the school mm-hmm. that was quite an experience yeah <laughs> tell us a little bit about um, your, your trip to the school because that was a ways tom. away by the way we need to make a plug for my tom project what now? Well, well, Amy is helping with this project called the Matam Project, which we need. What's the website? We should look up the website. It's and, on your uh, Help Me Get to Africa thing. We have a link to it. Okay. Well, we'll say the name Under, of the website before we're done here, too. All right. Um, and it's really, really awesome because it's up north of Senegal. I mean, not of Senegal, but of, um, of San, San Louis. San where there are absolutely no churches um christian churches up there they're all um okay where are the mosques mosques yeah they're everywhere um it's a very high muslim country 95 percent muslim Muslim. and as you go up north it's almost 100 percent um which is just it's so weird when you're and, from a country, when you're from about, here. How about schools up north? Were there a I lot of I'm schools? Not, I'm actually not sure about the schools, but I know there were like no Christian churches at all. Mm-hmm. So, so this project the, is what? They're building a church? No, they're building a school, but once they've, they've done stuff like this before at other places, and once they're, um, they build a school, it, they always have it with like Christian church, um, teachers and everything mm-hmm. and then they start up a church inside of the school most of the time like on Sundays, like that's how they have it right have... now too in um san louis so in okay. san, so they'll have school during the week mm-hmm. and then use the same building to have worship service on the weekend yes okay mm-hmm. so they and are they allowed to do that or is that illegal well they've been doing it <laughs> so i think right. it's legal um we didn't really talk about the legal stuff of it but right. i know that um you have a freedom of religion there and everything, so I know that's fine. But the, what Catherine and I talked about in the car today was that even though there's freedom of religion there, culturally... It's very it, wrong to it, not be Muslim. In the families, if, like, one of the men that work in the, the church at the in mission, the at the center, um, he became a christian after growing up in a muslim family and 
why don't you tell a little bit of his uh-huh. story? And um, once he became a Christian, his family was not okay with it, and they basically have just been very mean to him since he became a Christian. Which they, they had an assignment to attack him to beat him. But up that's or what something. they think. He wasn't for sure on that. That happened while we were there, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, but um. It wasn't, like, biased or anything, but um, yeah. it was while he was visiting his family, and yeah, yeah, I guess, or something like that. I don't know the whole story. Well, we're we're definitely in a different culture here. Yes, it's much different. It's it's There truly is freedom here to do yes. what yes. you want to do, but it's different in other countries, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you, you went out to see this property, yes. and, uh, <laughs> and it was happened to be the monsoon season. Oh, yes. Right, right now it is the wet season, and... But it's very hot too. It's it's weird to explain, but um, we started our journey and it was it was good. We were making good time, but the roads are not the same as here at all. Um, some roads are actually very nice and stuff, but it's very mixed and um, there are potholes everywhere, <laughs> and it was very bumpy. But it was actually pretty good the ha- half of the way through. It was, we were making good time, and we were actually, she was amazed at how fast we were going. They had worked on the roads a little bit since the last time she had went out there. And so we're about halfway there. We had stopped at a um, gas station to use the restroom and everything. It had a toilet, which was amazing. But, <laughs> but did it have toilet paper? No. Oh, nowhere had toilet. Okay. There's maybe two places that we went that actually had toilet paper. Professional places like restaurants and right. like nice places too d- didn't have toilet paper. Anyways. And, and Doesn't this- that kind of gross you? I don't want to shake anybody's hand, do you? No, you don't. This is why it was nice to, to travel with an experienced missionary because she, she always said, had toilet paper in the car. Yeah, Amy anyway. always kept toilet paper in the, yeah. her car. So- <laughs> Off subject there. But... Um, <laughs> We had, the reason why I'm saying this is because we had let um, a couple of guys go in the back of the truck, because um, that will go on later in the story. We'll tell you. Yeah. I don't think her dad knew this story either. Yeah. What? Well, we, they looked like trustworthy guys. It was fine. Yeah, you knew it. I had already told my dad oh, the story. Okay. Right. But, um, so we let these two men go in the back of the truck because the transit, the bus system was like on strike or something that day. And that town, so, um, but they need to. So you've got to... two strange men in the back of the truck. Yes. Oh, by the way, this is about a six-hour drive. By the okay, way, so you're about I halfway through. That. Yeah, we're three hours in, and well, actually, yeah, about. I think two it was a, a seven-hour trip. It was six hours. Though. Okay. All but right. she had guessed it was going to be seven hours. Okay. It anyway, doesn't matter. Um. So they get in the back of the truck, and then we start going back on the road and everything and we see clouds that look like like the end of the world clouds you know it was the coolest looking thing um the skies were amazing and they're just very dark scary looking clouds and we're like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh so we pull over we um we had to um put some suitcases and garbage bags and stuff so they don't get wet <laughs> we just felt so bad for those men, and we and Amy had warned them that it was going to be a rough road in the first place. But we didn't know that it might get stormy. <laughs> so it got stormy, and yeah, so we got so we get back on the road after those people wanted to take pictures with each of us. It was it was a weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they wanted to 
to take pictures with each of us. So it was nothing. They're harmless guys, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> were, were any of them cute? <laughs> Just they were old. Never mind. Okay. So we give. They did ask for Amy's number. <laughs> At the end. Yeah, lots of people have cell phones, too. Yeah, man. Anyway, <laughs> we get back on the road. It just starts pouring. Within two minutes, we're at, on the road again. And we just keep looking back and feel awful for these two guys in the back because they're getting poured on at the same time of there being potholes everywhere. <coughs> and, and it was just insane. And also, the wind was absolutely insane too there's technically there's six of us in this truck technically and the wind made us move over it wow. was freaky so we, then what happened what do you mean like oh it was fine it was just it was about that way for about 20 minutes or so it yeah. was scary at one point we could not see outside of the windshield because it was so stormy, and we were really afraid to run into like some kind of animal or something because sure. you just can't see. Or people, or another well, pe- car. People, and mo- most of the people around there went into shelter because it was just that insane. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I don't know why we pull over. It was only that bad for like a minute, but um, it was scary at that point. And then it stopped raining, and we were fine, but... We had flash floods because of it. Right. Because they are not. They have no infrastructure. They have no. Yeah, they have no system for no rain. Storm drains, no storm Nothing sewers. like that. So, they they are not they're not prepared for rain ever. Which they have a couple month rainy seasons, but the rest of the year it's very dry. And it was also very very green because of that at this time of the year. But I guess it's usually very very just brown, brown and dry. But, um, so we were fine, and we were able to drop the guys off just fine in their town. It was right, it was just about a half hour before Matan that we dropped them off. And, but, we felt awful for them. They were soaked. (laughs) Um. But what happened when you got almost to Matan? We're waiting for you to talk about how you got stuck in the mud. Oh, that's, okay. We we checked into our hotel first off, because we are actually, we... The school property and the hotel were technically in a town called Orosaki, I believe. Okay. Something like that. Um, but they call it the Matam Project because it's right next to Matam, and that's easier to say. And that's where they thought it was going to be, but then they ended up not buying right, it there. Right. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we get on the road again after we checked into our kind of sketchy motel. <laughs> it ended up being a really nice hotel, except... You'll hear you later. Never mind. I'll get back to that. Um, so we go back on the road to get to the school property. And we first off, we almost get lost getting there because we don't know. We Amy had only been there a couple of times. And um, it was kind of off the road at one point and stuff. So um, we ended up having to call um, Laura's husband, which is um, another missionary um, who came with us, her husband. We called him, and he was able to give us directions and everything. So we were fine there, but it was like, oh, where are we supposed to go here? Um, so we ended up turning. It was right next to a gas station, thankfully. It was right behind a gas station where the property was. Um, so we go. 
onto this dirt road and it had just rained that day and it was just muddy everywhere and we go onto the road and we start going back there and we're like and we're still on the phone with the guy and he's like oh by the way if it's wet i wouldn't recommend um going out too far because you might get stuck and within seconds of hanging up we got stuck because oh, no. <laughs> um, we were trying to get out. Actually, she started trying to get out and we got stuck. And so after that, we were just like, uh oh. So we tried getting out ourselves a couple of times and we're like, we're just going to get deeper in here if we don't get someone to help us. So Amy gets out of the truck and she um, walks over to the gas station. We're waiting there for probably about like about 10 minutes or so, just waiting for her to come back. And, they, she comes back with seven guys <laughs> who were just sitting at the gas station. Um, and she didn't think they were actually going to want to help because they were just sitting around and stuff. She was like, oh, they're not going to want to help. And um, and so, but they did. And they all came. It was Three of them were actually, like, men. And then four of them were little boys. Um, so it was quite funny seeing them all work together, but it took about an hour or so to get out of the mud because the four-wheel drive wasn't working correctly. Oh, no. And, um, so they had, it was just, we just kept laughing the entire time, like, of course this happened to us. (laughs) But you guys got out okay. Um, but yeah, we got out fine. It was just so funny. And I was just amazed at how helpful the people, those guys were though, because we didn't expect that. Um, so they're in need of a school out there, though, that something that has a different influence than what's already there. Exactly. Um, there's no Christian, like, there's just no, I don't know how to explain that, but Mus- there's only Muslim, how do you say that? Um, influence? Yeah, influence around there. And yeah. you know, they just want to, you know, spread the light and... Um, show them god's love you know it's not it's not just about um how what is that called converting people yeah it's not just about converting people it's about just showing them love and um being there for them and you know making relationships with people of that um of that place and cool which is very cool so uh you said the hotel was a little sketchy (laughs) well this hotel itself was actually very nice it was only about a year old and it had been made because i think the president had like wanted it to be made or something of that of senegal and um because he had wanted somewhere to stay that was nice i guess when he went there and so it was actually a very nice hotel but You know, it's not the same as our hotels. You you said it was nice for there, but it would be like one of our Motel Six. Yeah, it would thing. it wouldn't be very okay. nice. But it, it was fairly but clean for being there. It was, it was super nice. nice. Yeah, because yeah. like they had clean towels, you know, <laughs> and they had flushing toilets and toilet paper, which wow. is nice. Wow. <laughs> Um, but, so, but you guys got a little surprise. <laughs> well, Krista and I shared a room, and then Laura and Amy shared a room, right. and so you know that was fine and everything. And then we were able; they even had TV, which was amazing. Wow! Yeah, it was all French though. Wee yeah. wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> um, but. So it was a pretty calm night. We all went to bed, and it was all good. And I got, like, the best night of sleep of my entire trip. But 
<laughs> um, we learned the next morning when Amy and Laura didn't come to breakfast right away <laughs> that they had had a little visitor in their room, <laughs> which was a mouse. <laughs> At one in the morning, they were, I think it was at one in the morning, they were woken up and um, by the, just like the rascal or something at first. And they're like, that's weird, you know. Um, it woke up the Lady Laura. And so she had woken up um, Amy saying, oh, I think something's in here. And Amy had thought she said someone's in here. <laughs> so that freaked her out. So she turned on like, like, what's going on? You know, and then so they went back to sleep for a little bit <laughs> and Laura felt something run across her. <laughs> and so she jumps up screaming onto Amy and jumps on Amy. Uh, <laughs> and so they take all the bedding off and everything and and they didn't find anything. So like, oh, what's oh, no. going on here? And so they put over the bedding back on and everything. They go back to sleep somewhat, not really full on sleep, but they hear the rascal of something again. And they turn on the light, and Laura looks over, and it's trying to get into, and there's a mouse trying to get into the bread that we had brought. They <laughs> so wanted to eat. It was just a little cute mouse too, I guess. But right. they're like, that was in her bed. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so they didn't get much sleep that night like at all uh, i felt so bad for them and they just thought it was so funny when i had woken up and told do you have to sneeze oh oh We're going... <laughs> what is mom doing i was like do i have that brat of breath <laughs> okay so so you got to visit the property where the school is yeah, going to be built which is really cool and then you got to you then you traveled back and um Okay, and then you got to spend a little bit of R and R too, didn't you? Right at the end. Rest we and relaxation. Oh, yeah, we did. We did after that trip. That was only a couple days, and that we actually went there. But after that trip, we did more of the center stuff, and we actually got to um, like organize the center and stuff one day, <coughs> and um, clean it and such for Amy, which was really cool. Um, and we also got to go to a Sunday service there. Oh, cool. And we, um, into a we midweek service, which it's way different there as well, the church. Um, one thing I noticed was that everyone prayed out loud when they... And really loud. Like, yeah. really loud. Like, everyone just started, like, not yelling. I don't know how to... Loudly saying <laughs> their <laughs> prayers out loud, which was actually really cool because you don't you don't see that here. Right. Um. You know, you usually like pray silent when you're at church or something. You know, or one person prays at a time kind of thing. So that was really cool, and the worship was very you know exuberant. You know. What? Yeah, and they used just one drum. Um, wow. Which was it was really cool though. It was a very cool experience just to get to see the different culture and everything. Sure. sure. I got to hold a baby during church. Uh -huh. It was very cute. But you also got to ride a camel. Yes, which uh, I was on our way back. That was more of our fun stuff. Um, on our way back, we had a more, you know, how do you, tourist part right. of the trip. Right. And um, so on our way back, we go out to um, sand dunes in the Sahara Desert. It's at the very beginning of the Sahara Desert, I guess. The, and, the southern part. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm And... Um, so that was really fun. It was it was so silly. We had to stop at a little town and have someone take us out to um, the sand dunes because 
Amy's <coughs> track, the four-wheel drive wasn't working correctly, and we didn't want to risk that. So um, we had a one, I don't know how to explain it. It was like in between, it was one of those trucks where they have a thing of seats in the back. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. It was almost like a bus, but it was a truck. Right. If it makes sense out. I'm sure some of you understand what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> if you've you had to ride on them before, um, which was which was fun because I never knew if it was going to actually hold us or not. Right. <laughs> but but you got to see. it was fun. Yeah, so we got to go out to the sand dunes, and the sand dunes were so beautiful. Like, they, you just don't see that here. Um, but it was just very cool. And the camels are hilarious. We had to wait a little bit for um for them to get the camels and everything, but they they just they had the funniest expressions. But they do. We you got, got some really em. good pictures mm-hmm. of them. And we got to ride them, which they look like wasn't very characters. comfortable. It was like not yeah. comfortable at all. But it was just cool to be able to say, "Hey, I rode a camel." <laughs> That's true. You've ridden an elephant too. Yeah, that was at our fair though. But yeah. um, this so. was like a fifteen minute ride. That elephant ride was like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, it probably cost um, you a lot more for yeah. the elephant ride. Yeah. yeah, this was only about $3 yeah. <laughs> compared to $10 at a fair. Go, go get the camel. <laughs> but one of the camels kind of looked like he had a crush on you, too. He's like moony-eyed. And... Yeah. I'm giving my mom the look right now. <laughs> so um, so you did the camels. And then when you got back to Dakar before you threw flew out mm-hmm. you went to a real cool historical site can you tell us a little bit about that um it was called gory island quote uh, yeah we went out to an island called gory island and it was actually the place that um how do you explain it um it, my mom it was called there was a door there called mm-hmm. the door of no return yeah right? the door of and no it, return. it it was, was where they held captured africans that they were going to take to the new That's world the slavery to, kind of thing, yeah. yeah they were going to um, take to like jamaica and haiti and and mm-hmm. the, the north america to be slaves yeah and um i guess it was actually the last place um that people were shipped out at mm-hmm. um how do you, is that how you say it? I don't know. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they're kept. I like how I'm there. having my mom explain something that I went to. Yeah. <laughs> Krista was a lot more into it than I was, but it was still it was a very like a heavy place to Somber. be and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was it was very, but um, very interesting and stuff. But Gory Island was one of my favorite places. I would have to say while we were there. Did you? You said it was real pretty there. Yes, it was very beautiful. Is it on the water? Yes, it's an it's an island. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Did know I that. not say that? I don't oh, know. I thought I said Gory Island. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah. guess you did. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. it's very small too. I think it's only like a couple of miles wide. And oh, we went on a Sunday, and Amy had never been on a weekend before. She had always been on weekdays um, when she had been with other people, and so she didn't, she didn't realize this, but I guess that's the day that all the Senegalese people want to go to Gory Island, and it was insane, um, oh my goodness, there's just so many people there, and on the ferry there, it was no big deal, you know, um, we went kind of later in the day, so it was pretty relaxed, and, um, (laughs) but on the way back, on the way back, um, everyone wanted to leave at the same time, 
and oh I felt so horrible people don't at least in the culture where we were at um there is no such thing as a straight line of people to get to places I, I mean like at restaurants or anything like you just have to crowd put in. yourself in there you know um or else you're not never gonna get anywhere same with driving right and it's just insane we had to um for one of the ferries we went <laughs> we went to line up for it and people were just cutting us like crazy and it became like a mosh pit kind of thing right. where people were just getting to the front kind of thing and there even became a fight at one point between these two ladies because they're mad that one of them had cut or something and i'm like dude <laughs> it's not a big deal it's just a fairy um but we it would just got so insane at one point that we had to we we're gonna miss a ferry unless we just had went through so and people were just cutting us like crazy and i this was one of my least favorite parts actually because we just had to try and get ourselves to the front as much as we could yeah. and i didn't like that at all um it's it, not did my, you feel like you whoa, were whoa, whoa, a cattle whoa. too much too much you, that was too loud okay Okay, say what you guys were doing. Oh, I was just wondering you felt you felt like you were being herded like cattle or something. Exactly, but no one was herding you. You just had to get to the front line. <laughs> it was not my it's not I'm much more like a oh you go first kind of person. That's just who I am. Right. I, I I don't like putting myself in front, you know, like I am not like I'm just I'm not good at that. <laughs> well, I remember you said there's like twelve million people that live in Senegal mm -hmm. and how many are in the city Four of million. Four million. So a quarter of no, a third of the population of Senegal live in the city of Dakar. Mm -hmm. I if wow. I'm incorrect there, don't be mad at me. <laughs> I think that's just what I remember her saying. Um, Amy saying. But yeah. So now the climate there is a lot different than what we have here in the northwest um, what was it like when you got out when you got off the plane or when you were there um, what's the weather like I mean what does it feel like all right it feels like 102 <laughs> um, degrees out there because I don't know how to explain it but the the temperature was actually around 80 right 80 degrees um, in the 80s it was usually around 87 or so every day um, but the the comfortable the comfortably how do I say humidity the humidity yeah it was the humidity was just off the charts high um, it was usually I think like in the eighties um, or even the nineties I think um, and it just and I've thought that it's humid here and it is not it is you know it's you as soon as you walk outside you start sweating um, because it just like how hot it was like if i wore makeup it just came off right, <laughs> um right. it was just it was insane but i it wasn't too too bad like it wasn't like you felt like you were dying or anything unless you were just be if you're really active you did though <laughs> but right. um it was it definitely <laughs> wasn't comfortable <laughs> um thankfully the lady we stayed with had ac which i was surprised with um but I was I was very thankful for it though because oh, after yeah. a long day of sweating you just you need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they don't we have it like most yeah. people don't have it. We though. didn't get that when we were in Mexico. It mm -hmm. was 107 degrees and then it was like yep. I mean you slept in a tent and you got hot again. Yeah. You never got cold cool. It was crazy. Mm -mm. So okay, so now that you've been to Africa, 
on your first big mission trip, what do you miss the most about the place? That's a hard question. I'm not good with picking out favorites. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, um, if, just like what I miss. Huh. What do you miss what the most? I mean, what would you like to do tomorrow if you could, if you were there? Uh, I don't know. I just all of it. I just loved being in the different culture and learning different things about it all. Um, I don't know. I just liked being, I don't know, I don't know, just helping, like, uh, especially at the center. I loved being at the center. That was one of my favorite parts, I would have to say. Uh, working Work, with the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've always been good at working with little kids. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed that. And what, I used... did you, what did you miss the most when you were in Africa from the States? Oh, toilet paper. <laughs> that was one of them. Um, I don't know. I just miss my family and friends i'd have to say yeah but and of course i, I felt cat. comfortable there though like you, other than you miss that stripey sure and jade i did miss jade mm-hmm. but i have to say like i wasn't one Jado. of those people that got back and went i never want to do that again i felt very comfortable being in the different culture and um i would have been fine without the ac like it would have been fine without it but it was nice to have and you know and that was in the missionary's house she yeah the units and uh-huh which was very ni- yeah. i'm glad she had okay this so <laughs> as we wrap things up then let's say somebody's listening and they've never had the guts to get outside of their comfort zone and do which something like you did mm-hmm. what it but they want to they want to do something like that what kind of steps could they what's the first thing they should do you're looking at me funny like what well, i don't know if, if they'd like to go on a trip somewhere how would you recommend them getting started well um if you want to go on a mission trip like i did um i would just try and find i know it sounds weird but an organization organization right. that you you know someone at oh you don't even have to know someone at it, i guess well but yeah you'd you like want to know what they yeah. do is a good thing, oh yeah though. yeah you want to know that it's a good thing and everything sure. but you can try and find like either an organization or some kind of church that in your town um <coughs> that would be going on a mission trip somewhere you know i don't know how to explain. well no that's it yeah that's but fine. i would rec- definitely recommend just go for something though i mean you don't want to live your life just wishing you could be doing something when there are things it's totally possible did you ever think you would be able to do something like that well ever since i was a little kid i always wanted to be a missionary as my mom would say as i used to say it actually um so i always have wanted to do some sort of um mission work and once my um, pastor had said something about it i was like yeah, let's do it. So I've definitely always <coughs> wanted to do something. Um, so does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay, well, um, the other thing, too, a practical thing people could do is get, they can get a passport. True that. <laughs> yeah, you have to have one of those. Yeah. Was it scary getting the shots and stuff? No, I didn't have too hard of a time with the shots. And um, you had to take malaria pills and all this uh-huh, stuff? Uh-huh, I'm still taking those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Krista, 
was actually the one that had a hard time with all the shots. She reacted to almost to all of them. Yeah, um, and the oral medication. Yeah, yeah. I felt I felt really bad for her, but we ended up it all worked out though and she was able to go and everything. She's actually gone on a lot more mission trips than I have, but I think this is her um, sixth overseas trip. Yeah. Pretty amazing. But well, we're I hope, definitely hope to. we're very proud of you, Catherine. We th- think that it was really cool that you do this. Oh, thank and you. Something you said on, <laughs> on Facebook to me before you got home is, uh, "Dad, I know you don't want to hear this, but this this is something I probably could do again." I'm like, "Great." <laughs> I definitely i the, the one of the main points of this trip was to just really learn if this is something that I would want to do with my life and if God wants me to do it as well. And I also, I had kept waiting for this moment of, uh uh-huh, you know, God wants me to do this, you know, kind of thing. And um, I can't say I've ever had that moment, but I was talking to Amy, the lady there, um, the missionary, and she was like, you know what? Not everyone has that moment of, uh-huh. You know, um, if God doesn't want you to do something, he's going to tell you, like, go for the things that you feel right. And then if God doesn't want you to do those things, he'll shut the door, he'll shut the door and sure. make sure you don't do that thing or tell you no in some way, um, which, I th- which really comforted me because I've always wanted that, uh, you know, that for sure yes feeling and honestly you don't always have that which i thought was was really cool uh she said that because (coughs) and i'm just not naturally a go-getter kind of person like i want to i want to make sure it's right and everything and it was it's kind of cool being with two very strong female like leaders in in this world you know kind of thing like they just they're they're out there they're doing what they want to do and I think that was good for me because I'm not naturally that way I tend to be a um laid kind of more go with the flow with life and let things happen to me when you don't always go out there and make your life kiddo yeah (laughs) is that from something no I just I could see somebody from Toy Story saying that (laughs) Don't but, just sit on your butt. But yeah, it was kind of cool being being around two people that are driven and, um, you know, try you know actually go out there and do what God has wanted them to do. You know, well, which was cool. we think it's really cool that you did that. And Thanks. we are going to, or I'm going to help you get the slideshow going. Uh-huh. And we'll put it up on uh, YouTube for everybody to see. But you need to talk some more now. Well, um, once you get this slideshow, <laughs> I'm you. sorry, you're gonna have to adjust the audio on yeah, this. Say that start me. again on that. Um, once you get this slideshow up, maybe you can put a link on our Facebook page sure. for that um, YouTube yes. channel, and that way anyone who'd like to see it um, can go see that. Sure. What's that? Can we go get the address for Amy's? Yeah, if they go to help me get to Africa. I know, but. I could. We don't have to. You can keep talking. Okay. Okay. So um, Rick is looking this up. Help me get to Africa.com was where she was at. And um, the Matam Project, the link is M A T A M Project.org. Mm hmm. There you go. 
and it's so Tashi. it's matomproject.org. And she is she is still raising money um for the school. Okay. She has just a little bit more to go and she would really appreciate I know I'm plugging her right now, but she would really appreciate if anyone could help her with the um with the school and everything because they um are so close to being able to build it and right That's now great. it's just land, but they are so excited to be able to do that. Well, very cool. Well, mm-hmm. thanks, Catherine, for being on the show. I know you probably Thank didn't you. really want to. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for being on the show, and we're just glad you're home safe. And it'll be interesting to see what your next adventure is. Thank you. And thank you again, everyone, so much for praying and for supporting the mission trip. It was awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. And we'll just close up and tell you we'll talk to you next week. Um, this has been a Moria Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. You can get a hold of us or make donations to the podcast at our www.takehimwithyou.com. You can email us at rick at takehim.com or amy at takehimwithyou.com. Very good. You can get a hold of us at our Facebook pages. And Catherine has a few pictures up at Cat Moyer. At, on her Facebook page and there's Rick Moyer and Amy Moyer Facebook pages uh, you'll find us you'll find us we're all over the internet we're so. all over the place baby yeah especially, right. especially Rick good night <laughs> good night Gracie good night Gracie see you later.